Welcome to Reading for Attention, the weekly podcast where me, Paul, and me Bessie mate Sarah chat about a recent book whilst drinking a carefully selected beverage. Now, why have we committed to reading a book every single week and talking about it in a public forum? Well, the same reason me and Sarah do anything in life, for attention. Hi, Sniffles. <laughs> Hi, Nipples. How are you, Sniffly babe? Um, I'm good. Turns out I've got COVID. Coronavirus nineteen. It's so out of fashion, though. I'm embarrassed. I am embarrassed. I, yeah, thought, woke up last Monday, thought, oh, <clears throat> bit of a tickly throat, but thought nothing of it. And then on Tuesday, woke up and thought, oh, I have been hit, hit, hit by a train, train, train. Um, so I had the day off work and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, work from home. Um, and then on Friday, I was feeling quite fabulous. I did a test and it was negative, but I did that on the Tuesday, so perhaps a little bit premature. Um, and then on Saturday, I had a Halloween party. Ooh. <laughs> um, and turns out it was uh, the super spreader event of the year. And now everyone is dropping like flies and it's all my fault. <laughs> it's annoying that you can't get attention for that these days. Two years ago, you would have been oh my the front God, but... page of the Daily Express with your tits out. I wouldn't have told a single soul two years ago, but now I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> I wonder how many people did that and just didn't say anything and acted all pious in public life. Mm, did I ever loads. do that? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Once or twice. Once or twice or three times a lady. Uh, how are you? How are you? I'm good. So oh. we've missed another week because, yeah. I mean, we've got good reasons and it's not just your COVID. So, mm. well... I'm now an official 31-ster. <laughs> You're in your I, 40th decade. I'm in my 40th decade. I have 400 and... <laughs> um, yeah, so God used the caravan, was caravan of love. Yeah, it was. It was a rocking. We put a sign outside saying... If the caravans are rocking, don't come and knock in. And there wasn't a single knock all weekend. <laughs> How good was it, though? Because I, I started to get a bit embarrassed when I told people that we were staying in the caravan. Where? Next to my mom's house. How many of you? Seven adults. Like, it just started to feel a bit weird. <laughs> but, yeah. And I could see people's eyes. But I mean, it was a rip-roaring success, if you ask me. Oh, it was absolutely f- fabulous. We, I arrived on the Friday at about 8 p.m., maybe. Um, and me, Paul Michael, just shook with anticipation for a couple of hours. And then the other adults arrived, the other couples. Everyone's in a couple, apart from me. But we won't dwell on that. And uh, we have some picky bits for our train, lots of boxes of wine. Oh. And then the Saturday, I've never been out on the tune before. Mm. Oh, no, we actually, first of all, we went for breakfast at your wedding venue, which was really nice and like quite wholesome. And, and, and yeah, I like that kind of stuff. But then it quickly ascended into debauchery. Mm. And my God, what a night. What a night. There was one point at maybe like, 7 p.m. We'll be out at 7. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, you're with me, babe. We're nearly home by 7. <laughs> and uh, we were walking up this hill, like a really steep, cobbly hill. And two girls in skin tight mini dresses, huge heels, both of them wearing sashes of some kind, like big blow dried hair, sprinted up this hill next to us. Like they were on a fucking mission. And it was just, it was an elite athlete performance. I couldn't, I could not believe it. They were like, go on, mommy, want to get to the next bar? And they just went by us. And it was just a big, just left us in a cloud of Britney Spears toxic perfume. And I was oh. like, this is the place for me. I cannot believe I've never been before and I cannot wait to go back. Oh yeah, it really it is a fantastic place. There would have there would have been 30 seconds left on a happy hour somewhere. They would have just honestly, Newcastle, Newcastle girls know how to walk up cobbled hills, I'm telling you. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They put Edinburgh girls to shame. Yeah. So what give me some more observations about Newcastle night out. Um I mean this sounds just cliche, but immediately immediately everyone not not even from our group which is a surprise but everyone around us was on a different planet of pissed <laughs> like we were going into the first bar and there were these three lads trying to steal a scooter and they couldn't like they knocked the scooter over then they knocked themselves over and this was i don't know 6 30 p.m and i was like what is what is going on here um what else happened everyone's funny it's annoying because i know that I know that, again, it feels like a bit of a clip, but every single Geordie I have ever met is fucking hilarious. There's something in the water, man. Wait, that was really bad. <laughs> that was good. Oh, thanks. That was really good. I didn't do a Geordie accent all night, which I'm really proud of because... Did well, I might have done, but I can't remember. <laughs> there were glasses smashed in the second bar, like the first drink in, on the ground. That was our party. Yeah, um, Jeff Collins. <laughs> and it's dress. just... I was thinking actually when that happened and it was like really early on in the night, I was like, I wonder how many glasses this bar has just in reserve because no one even batted an eyelid. It was just, oh, here's another one. Uh, I, I know think they'll have a venue that's bigger than that venue that just stores glasses. Yeah, just just each glass, like one white, like a million wine glasses in one warehouse. Yeah. A million second glasses. One of the biggest employers in Newcastle is um, people who ferry the glasses from warehouses to bars. Is that real? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I would have been What other general observations? I'll tell you something for nothing. Tynemouth. Was that where we were? Yeah. God, what a beautiful place. It's got... Um, I feel like Newcastle on the Hall has a bad rep. I don't understand it personally because I just think what is there to not like about this level of absolute pissedness constantly. But it's got a bad rep. And actually, this is what when I went to your um, civil partnership last summer, I was like, sorry, it's actually quite fucking stunning here. And I understand why Geordie's um, live and die there and never leave. Because <laughs> yeah. why would you? Well, it's I like a I... whole country in one place. Ask myself that every day. Yeah. So I do. Uh, what a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous time. It was. It was fantastic. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. The problem is, mm-hmm. it's the first drink I've had in a while because what I accidentally did was Friday night, you came. It was another one of those, we didn't drink very much, box of wine and more. Saturday, yes. mortal. Sunday, mortal. Monday, <laughs> quite mortal. Tuesday, went to see Ella Thatcher. I'm sorry, yous. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've tried to not admit it, but we'd already booked tickets to see Ella Henderson for Izzy's birthday. And then she came out as a massive Winston Churchill pipe-smoking fanatic. And we're just not... I'm just not moral enough to not go out of protest. So we went and... Again, mole. But it was fantastic. She was. It was so funny because she was trying to address the elephant in the room without addressing it really at all. She just kept saying, huh. "I really like this song because I don't. What's her accent? She's reasonably northern. Isn't she? I'll just do this one. I like. like <gasps> Sorry, we've got a trick or treater. Oh my god! god. Oh, she's wearing a denim jumpsuit. She's trying to flirt with them. No, that's inappropriate. When Sarah answered the phone, the Zoom call, she was had a massive black shawl over her and a light directly behind her head in a really dark room. So she just looked fucking terrifying. It is Halloween, but I don't know if that was on purpose. Oh, she's going to give them COVID. We don't get any kids to my flat because it's down a really terrifying back alley. But, you know, that's one of the benefits of living down a terrifying back alley is that you don't have to talk to children dressed as... Oh, oh, what were the dress stars? He was dressed as a tiny little homemade Batman, and his dad went, Tell her the joke. Oh, hang on. And the joke was, What's a vampire's favorite food? And I said, oh, I just don't know. And he said, Nectarines. Oh. <laughs> 
took a tiny little bag of Haribo and off he went. <laughs> tiny little bag of smack. No. I mean. <laughs> Just because I also, so anyway, Ella Henderson, Ella Thatcher, good. But the other thing, I mean, is you were, did I tell you this? We're pissed ourselves because turns out, and I don't feel bad saying this anymore. She's got shit crack. Amazing voice. Amazing. Uh-huh. Like beautiful <laughs> voice. Uh, shit crack like she, she doesn't know what yeah. to say in between the songs and uh, uh, at one point she went so I wrote this song uh, during lockdown when you know we couldn't really go anywhere and all I wanted to do was to go places and um, yeah so I wrote this song it's called Places and then she wrote, <laughs> <laughs> and then the song was I want to go places <laughs> I was just imagining us sitting at home like, you know what? I fucking want to go places, me. I'm going to write a song about how I want to go places. It's going to go like this. I want to go places. <laughs> we were crying. It was so funny. She literally was like, oh yeah, this, this is what's going to get me that Grammy. Yeah, I'm getting the Mercury Music Prize for this one. Uh, <laughs> but she was great. Anyway, but that was like day whatever. And then Wednesday, I had a couple of drinks planned to work. And then Thursday, I went to see Trains Button, which is where the bag of smack came in. Trainspotting Live, my birthday present from Anthony. Fantastic. It's an immersive experience, which I'm not huge on. And Anthony said, don't oh, worry, cool. I've seen it before and it's not that immersive. Well, he's a liar because <laughs> I didn't realise when, when you go in, it's like uh, they're being in a rave, right? So you, uh-huh. your ticket is a glow stick when you get in, right? Hmm. So, and then you just sit on the sides and it's already cool people, you know? And But the, the yeah, act yeah, yeah. does seat you, but whilst pretending to be off their tits so they sat me down next to this thing and I didn't really look at what it was Uh uh-uh. uh-huh. and then it started with lots of nudity and you know unsavory things at one point he wakes up and he's shat himself and his ass is just covered in like Nutella I presume and he goes into the audience and sort of spreads it on his it's just you know I'm I'm 31 yeah. Yeah. and then I looked <laughs> to the side of me and what was it it was a fucking toilet <gasps> So oh a, no there's a whole not, bit not the scene he needs he, he's he's just got diarrhea basically and he performs yeah. the diarrhea right next to me like literally holding on to my shoulder oh and then he pulled something out of his bum like pretended <laughs> to pull something out of his bum grabbed my hand and was like hold this and it was a tic tac which I presume was supposed to be a drug. And I just had to stand there, like, with me wet hand next to him, pretending to have a shit holding his tic-tac. Oh, God. And it was, it's it's one of them things, because the other half the audience was on the other side. Like, what face do you do? When yeah, you're, just, like, when grin at the crowd. The show, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm really into this. <laughs> I'm so glad to be part of it. Like, oh. Yeah. But then, luckily, that that was kind of it. I just got soaked. But it was actually really oh. good and quite moving. Um... That scene is difficult enough to watch in the film. Oh, yeah. I was in it. I was in that scene. You were in that scene. We, <sighs> because obviously it's a Scottish book, mm. in the back of, on the back door of our toilets at work are like quotes from it because we're a literary organization. So it's quotes about needing a shite but not being able to do one. That's inappropriate. You work yeah. for children's books. Oh, yeah, I do, but not everyone does. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it sounds fab. I fucking love train spotting. Yeah, it was good. But anyway, that's the last time I drank, but I just did so many in a row that it's now Monday. I mean, that was yeah. Thursday, which I understand it's not that long ago for some people, but for me. For the weekend. The, yeah, the fact, the whole weekend, yeah. So it's my first sip, sip, sip of a drink, drink, drink since then, then, then. Um, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Right, well. I suppose the only thing left for us to bloody do, Paul, is talk about the book. Let's talk about the book. And it feels really apt after the weekend we had in Newcastle. <laughs> it does. I was going to say, <laughs> do you know who those girls were the epitome of? A hun. They were huns. Uh, which is another... Uh, is it Beta Meinhof again? Um, yeah, Beta Meinhof. Have you just seen tons well, of Well, because a hun in Scottish is like a derogatory word for a Protestant. So they kept saying hun all the time in trains. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you don't mean the same hun. Uh, <laughs> so this book 
of the week is The Fundamental Guide to Life. Learn to live, love and laugh like a true hun by <laughs> Gareth Howells, forward by Lisa Scott Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just ask one bone that I have to pick with him? And I don't know if it's a copyright thing, but surely it's live, laugh, love, not live, love, laugh. Well, yeah, I think it must be a copyright thing. Or Well, whoever's copyrighted that is an absolute Karen. Freak. Karen. Not a hun, a Karen. E, have you got a computer screen in front of you? Obviously you have. I have. Just quickly Google, because I was Googling the publishing house to see if it was who published it. And yeah, it's a, it's a reputable publishing house. Anyway, if you go on Karen Wikipedia. Karen Wikipedia. The picture just made us piss me Karen Slank Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I don't think she's... <laughs> the caption under the picture is, the inverted bob, a haircut often associated with the term Karen. Um, I don't think she's like a quintessential Karen. She looks like she's into crochet and like yeah. veganism. A quintessential but, Karen is blonde and yeah. uh, has it's just a bit more choppy and a bit more styled, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a bit just, more severe. That, that really gave me a giggle. So this book is just all about how to be a hood. And yeah. I'm not going to tell you how to do it because if you want to know how to do it, then you need to read the book but if you're a hun you're a hun like you know you're a hun and it's all just about late 90s early noughties hun culture all of my favorite people in the world are in this book yeah victoria beckham nadine coyle uh who else is in here my birthday is the 15th of june 1989 <laughs> making me a germany what did i just say there well there's a whole chapter that is just the the, the transcript of that whole video <laughs> which i love there's two there's some niche ones like two shoes from x factor a long time ago oh my oh, god a lot of girls allowed yeah oh fantastic and so the only drink that i thought would pair with this is an echo falls white zinfandel which is i forgot how sweet this was <laughs> It is super, super, super sweet. But I used to drink a bottle of this before I went out to Shitly Bay, so. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously I've not got that. I've got um, Edinburgh Gin Raspberry Liqueur Perfectly Mixed Fizzy White Wine. So perfectly mixed with fizzy white wine. So pink fizzy white. That's hun. That's well hun. That's, that's, could that's, you get more hun? That's hun with a bit of money. Do you want to hear how hun I am? Is that I came into the office today and this was left on my desk from a colleague and it was like, uh, congrats, I'm moving house. And I was like, wow, I am hun. I am the hun of the off. And you work in a group of huns. I'm going to say something controversial. London's not great for huns. Oh, no, 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 it's not. I'm Everyone's... not surrounded by huns very much. No. I'm the honeyest. I think I'm the honeyest hun in my office. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But you're a honey, you'd be a honey honey anywhere. Do you know what I, I think, mean? Thank hun. you. Thank you very much. Uh, what do you think about me? I was getting quite concerned because I really think I'm a hun, but then <sighs> I was trying to categorise myself based on the huns in this book. And I just don't know where I lie. You're a, you're a hun at heart. Oh, that feels quite, that stings. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. <gasps> Jack? Jack? Ooh, she's having an episode. I just need to check if that wasn't a trick or treater. She was being uh, Kate Winslet from Titanic. Oh. Jack! Jack! Oh my god, just quickly on that point. Um, my friend David came to, he's obsessed with Titanic, came to the Halloween party as the iceberg that sunk the Titanic. It was <sighs> phenomenal and then he made because we had the party really early in the day it was more like a lunch party um and he made a pistachio tiramisu and when he served it i'm gonna ask if i can put it on the instagram because it's sensational he stopped the music and played a recording that he'd made earlier in the day of him singing over my heart will go on by celine dion and we all had to sit and listen to the four minute rendition before we were then allowed some of the pistachio tiramisu to be honest i would have sat through eight minutes of it but it was really really that was that was a fundamental move. <laughs> that sounds fundamental to me. Uh, right, Sazzy, what did you fucking think? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, what is there to say about it? 
Um, it was it. Yeah, it was there. <laughs> I read it, and I enjoyed it. Um, the oh, sorry. Oh no, they've just bypassed me. That's quite good. Actually, I'm bored of answering the door now. Done it once. Done it once. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I was, do you know, because you said it was more like an annual before I started reading it, and it mm. is. And I was like, so who's it fucking for? Because it's not an annual for like 12 year olds. <laughs> like, it's, it's an adult annual, which. Yeah, um, it's for me. Oh, I guess so. Especially um, for me. Yeah, I, I literally have nothing to say about it. Oh, <laughs> which is a big uh, compliment. Yeah, I thought it was perfect in everywhere. I thought it was really funny. Um, <laughs> let me Let me find. I really enjoyed the quiz, but I couldn't work out who I was because I couldn't decide. No, me too. <laughs> <laughs> who do you want to um, be? That's a better question. Where's the quiz? There's the Transcend Hun, which is Katie Price. I want to be Katie Price, but I don't think I am. No, I think I was like entry level Hun. Maybe. Yeah, I think I was entry level Hun. Or a discombobulated Dallin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like you. <laughs> Most likely to be found drinking cocktail in a can. Most likely to be driving pink Fiat 500. Overheard saying, what am I like? Celebrity <laughs> most like two shoes. Uh, yeah, they were. Oh, I love this one. So the entry level hun. Most likely to be found drinking Prosexy. Most yeah. likely to be driving in the back of a, in the backseat of an Uber after failing your driving test for the third time. <laughs> Overheard saying, yeah, you. <laughs> celebrity most like Chantel Horton unreal you're hmm. no you're not the female boss I'm not you're not a premi hun you might be hun royalty oh, <laughs> oh wait are you a transcend hun most likely to be found drinking white Zinfandel they just like it okay most likely to be driving to- Toyota I go only for trips to Westfield Overheard saying, I am what I am and I ain't apologising. <laughs> Celebrity most like Katie Price. That's Michael. My fa- yeah, that is Michael. My favourite <laughs> of all was Premi Hun when <laughs> this is Chloe Sims says, most likely to be found drinking. Whispering angle. <laughs> uh, have you, that's in like the glossary, the glossary of terms like angle, commonly misspelled on Facebook. Oh, my first angles day, my day, my little angles first day at school. I'm <laughs> so proud of them. The angle subculture of Hunsnet is one of my favourites. And the other subculture that I love that he brings up all the time is, where is it? Oh, it's so niche. <laughs> oh, there's a Dick Huneri. There's a few Dick Huneris and one is Trombolese, misheard lyric. My love has got money. He's got his Trombolese from Garner's 1997 version of Freed from Desire, often thought as a mysterious ba- brass instrument. <laughs> My love has got no money. He's got his Trombolese. Every time, so if you are in a club and that and Trombolese comes on, if you do a live, then Hunsnet will just repost it for you. Uh-huh. I absolutely love it. Right, my favourite is the, the amount of references to Alexandra Burke bringing oh. Elephant in the Room over from the US to the US. The timeline. The timeline. That's the one we need to find. They did, they did a timeline of Huns starting from like the early 90s yeah. into the like 2010s. And yeah, 2012, I think it is. Yeah. Oh my God, where is it? It's, uh, the thing is, I read it in my book and it was really hard to 2012. Alexandra Burke imports the phrase elephant in the room to UK. <laughs> so honestly, I think this is worth spending some time on because I think it's relatively niche. I feel like only true Huns know about this. So there's there's actually a, a, a chapter on it, which is, uh, when I say a chapter, it's just two pages, uh, mostly pictures. So the chapter is called Elephant in the Room. Moments when verbal diarrhoeitis and before you know it, You've offended the boss's partner or made yourself look like an absolute tool. Well, next time you're feeling those vicious little butterflies in your belly, just be grateful you didn't verbal vomit on live TV in front of the nation. And perhaps spare a thought for Hunsnet fave Alexandra Burke. 
and that moment when she thought she introduced a brand new phrase to the UK. Yes, it's time to talk about the elephant in the room. You all know what I'm talking about, right? Well, if you missed this, then read on. And if you're already aware of this faux pas, and sit back with a face as smug as Lexi's. <laughs> smug and Lexi's, what? It's not always that well written. <laughs> yeah, no. Then sit back with a face as smug and Lexi's. It's supposed to say as. I was right the first time. As <laughs> Lexi's. Well, forgive you, hun. At the end of this infamous interview, let's start at the beginnings. Here's how it all happened. So, scene. Alexandra Burke appears on Daybreak with host Kate Garraway, true hun, and Ben Shepard. She wears a leather jacket with quilted shoulders, silver hoops, and her hair in a high braid. She has a smoky eye and a nude lip. Lexi B, that's what he calls her. It's really a metaphor. Um, I was actually going through a situation last year where I was dating someone and um, it was just wasn't going according to plan. So clearly no one wanted to talk about it. So there was a elephant in the room and Kate's like, ah, ha, Lexi B. And I'd never heard of that saying before until I'd done my writing camp for the album. And it's a very American saying. And so I thought, why not be the first person to bring it over here and make it into a song? End. <laughs> You have to watch the YouTube clip of it. It is she's so fucking smug. She's so happy. She's like, you know what? You're fucking welcome. I tell you what, that is an underrated tune, Elephant in the Room. Oh I've never I don't even think I've heard of it. Standing in the room. You wanna talk, you wanna talk about it. Get it on. <laughs> Fabulous song. Just looking at their timeline now, where they discuss how the elephant in the room actually came to the UK. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, what a book. Okay, what so a book. I've got some quezos. Okay. Who, in your opinion, is the ultimate hun? Oh. I do think Vicky B is up there immediately for me. Yeah. Love, love, love Victoria Beckham. And like, that coming to America or whatever it was that she did was one of the best TV shows I have ever watched in my whole life. When she has to, when she's getting a driving license pitch oh. taken and she's doing this little side pose with the ultimate Karen Bob. And then she's like, can I have a look at it? And they're like, um, no. And she's like, no, let me have a look. And she's like, march to the front. She's like, no, we're taking that again. And then when she, when she's cheating in her theory and she's getting a security guard to tell her the answer, she's like, She's like, whatever, he's, he's not called David, but she's like, David, David, is it illegal to have your light on in the car when you're driving? <laughs> like, Victoria, you can't ask questions. <laughs> so what? Um, so Vicky B for me. Mm. I love how Vicky B, Vicky B is now complete royalty and so, you know, well regarded as a fashion designer and amazing, but it's still yeah. an ultimate hun. She is the ultimate hun. Did you see that video on her Instagram not too long ago about um, David harvesting his sticky stuff? Oh, no, but tell me more. David started, David Beckham, of course, has started beekeeping. And she just, <laughs> she did this like three minute long Instagram story where she's like, everyone, David is going to be collecting his sticky stuff. Let's go with him where he gets all of his sticky stuff. <laughs> And then, like, the whole way she's just filming and he's just trying to pour some honey out of this time. She's like, ooh, David, your sticky stuff's looking really extra sticky. <laughs> oh, yes. This was, like, two months ago. <laughs> wow. That is the sign of true wealth and fame, isn't it, where David Beckham <laughs> has achieved all that he can in life. He's like, I'm only 42. What the fuck am I supposed to do yeah. now? I'm I bored. Know. I'm going to beekeep. Um, yeah, Victoria Beckham for me. Maybe I do love Alison Hammond. I just think she's absolutely oh. unreal. I watched that interview that she does with Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling mm. regularly when Ryan Gosling goes, so have you seen the film? And she goes, no. <laughs> and she goes, no. <laughs> yeah. Legend. Um, um, Katie Price is up there for me. Oh, my God, of course. The two broken legs. I know we shouldn't laugh at that, but that was iconic. Iconic. Two broken legs and stumpy turkey teeth before she just, like, took a Ugh. selfie. The whole idea of turkey teeth is, like, it's supposed to be, you're not supposed to notice that you've had them and you don't want to see what it looks like before. <laughs> she just put up a picture of it with fucking Halloween teeth. Amazing. Uh, what do you think? Ruth Langsford is another one. I know she's, like, a posh hun. And to me, I associate huns with like normal people, but there's something about Ruth Langsford that huns. Yeah, she is a hun. Kate Garraway is similar. Yeah. Um, I've got a question for you. Yeah. 
when did you first realize that you were obsessed with home culture oh what a great question and I'm I honestly think it was at a, a young young age mm-hmm. I think my understanding of my obsession with hun culture came from you know my friend Anna yeah so her sister Erin we've always had this like sense of humor together since we're kids making fun of well, not even making fun of just laughing along with all of yeah. these kinds of people were obsessed with a lot of it was American were obsessed with Paris Hilton obsessed with like Hilary Duff and yes. Lindsay Lohan was probably my my real foray. Oh, sh- yeah, she into is the hun culture. And I know that's transatlantic hun culture, but we were just obsessed with all of that, the hills, all that stuff. And I think that is quite honey. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was when I realized my identity as a hun. What about you? Yes, similarly, my best friend growing up was called Jess, and we were obsessed with it. We used to buy Heat magazine every Saturday going to town when we were like, nine and ten get a copy of heat magazine each and then read it on the bus home and just lap it up couldn't get enough of it but I remember the year and this book reminded me the year that Kerry Katona Peter Andre and Katie Price were in that jungle I I have never been addicted to anything as much as I was addicted to that series I was like it's all I was it it completely monopolized every waking moment and I just thought I need it to be nine o'clock because I need to know what they're doing like I need to see them with the the fucking braids and the huge tits and Peter Andre with his huge tits and I was just like I I can't eat sleep or think about anything other than those three in that jungle (laughs) I would I would go back in time and live my life all again if I could just watch that me too me too just have that experience for the first time and then I thought yeah this is for me this life is for me um I'm gonna send you another zoom and then after the break I'm gonna tell you who really revealed themselves as a hun this weekend wow cliffhanger we're back still no adverts (laughs) (laughs) I really wish that we could have played a little advert in between there like from a sponsor who do you want to be sponsored by oh, we've already done this haven't we oh like oh i don't know Belvedere vodka something honey though of oh, this particular episode like right yankee the candles yankee candles bath bombs I, I think yankee candles get such a bad rap do they i love a yankee candle did you say bad rap then because earlier i said bad rep and you were trying to shoehorn a nice way in of me telling me i was wrong no is it bad rap is it bad well, no, rap? That's... Well, I probably think it's bad rap. I think it's bad rap now, but... Bad rap. I just thought it was a bad reputation. I don't give a damn about your reputation. Bad rap is the original phrase meaning a bad or undeserved reputation. Bad rep, uh. which contains the literal shortening of reputation, has historically been interpreted as a spelling error, but has seen enough usage to merit entry. Well, there we go. So they're both Once right. And no, it wasn't my way of doing that. I know I do do that, but that wasn't that one. Um, <laughs> this is such a boring cliffhanger for listeners because you don't know him, but fucking Charlie. I knew you were going to say Charlie. He's such a hun. So one He's of our dear, dear friends, Izzy, her bit stuff slash partner of a long time. Charlie, Mr. Isabella. Mr. Isabella. He is such a hun. He was, he was on Sunday, I kept doing Kim Woodburn impressions and he just <laughs> thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever heard. And then he, then it, then he started talking about... Oh, you know, oh, oh, I love Big Brother. I was like, oh dear. And then he was like, yeah, I like watching the fights. And we're like, oh my God, me too. And then we were just hunned in by then because me and Michael watch sometimes 37 min- minute compilations of Big Brother fights from each season. Yeah, no, me too. Uh, and I watch the same ones over and over again as well. Oh, Quite God, content. Because yeah. you've um, got to learn the exact words, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. No, me and Charlie really bonded on Saturday night at yours because, well, first of all, we realized that we both are obsessed with the OC. But he's more of a one he one tree hill kind of gal, which I feel hurt by. I do feel hurt by. But at the same time, it's two sides of the same coin, isn't it? It is. I would uh, I would say, no offense, Charlie, I do think the OC is better. But one tree hill, still hmm. cultural, cultural moment. Um, yeah, we really bonded and I was like, you know what? You're a hun. Do you think Phil Mitchell's a hun? Yep. Do you? I'd, I've never watched it, but I've, I've, I was a bit jarred by that chapter. Because you know, just if you a load of bits about Phil Mitchell. You can't, the way that you determine if someone is a hun or not is if somebody goes to them for Halloween. Oh. And people go as Phil Mitchell. Do you know what I mean? 
Is Jeff? Oh no, I was going to make a terrible joke there. Oh dear, the iceberg from Titanic is on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, no, I'm still not going to make my joke. Yeah, no. some of them, I felt maybe I'd, I. Lily Allen, I don't think is a hun. Oh, she is such a hun. Lily Allen. Yeah, she used to wear those big frothy dresses and trainers and be like, "No, but that was... it's not fair and I think you're really <laughs> mean. She did but... a whole song about a guy not making her orgasm. But oh. I think, and I mean this with the highest respect to huns, because I am one, I don't think a hun is a trendsetter. No, that is true. That She's is a, she was a trendsetter. True. She made the, that dress. And... There has to be a hun that paves the way. I know, but I don't think you can ever get to like hun zero. No, that's true. There is no I, such thing as Hun Zero. No, because we're all in it together. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Efron, what do you think? No. He's mm. not a Hun. Sorry, High School Musical, that whole thing was Hun School Hun School. Oh, no. <laughs> Daniela Westbrook, Hun. Will you not let's just go through the book and <laughs> list the Huns that are in the book? Decide if I want to be Hun or not. <laughs> Gail Plato. Um, oh, ultimate hun. Ultimate hun. Shameless wonder. No, that's me. We'll edit that out. <laughs> Is this podcast going to be shit? Yes, really bad. <laughs> Maybe our worst. But the thing is, is that I think all of our listeners are huns as well. So yeah, I, think I do. <laughs> we should have been. Should have called. We should have been hun themed. Yeah, even for attention, is pretty hun. It is, but then we have to try and pretend we're not we're talking about with Booker Prize winning books. <laughs> I just don't know what else. Is. How funny is the picture of Nicole chasing her in that Asda outfit? <laughs> oh, God. He's like, I'm going to tune out after this. You've waited two weeks, and all I'm doing is <laughs> looking through the book, pissing myself at stuff you can't see. Do one of the dictionaries. Okay, right. So it's interspersed with dictionary so this uh, this is because I, I wonder if americans don't really have the same hun culture or maybe they do please write in if you've got an equivalent hun culture yeah um so oh, I'm, i like the ones that are like cutler jugs cutler so right, cutler, cutler is couple of so c-u-t-l-a cutler jugs uh and the definition is Double parking with two jugs of alcohol-based cocky teas, cocktails, in high street chain pubs. And then, in quotes, Catla jugs of woo-woo, please, Dallin. <laughs> because there's such a cultural moment for anyone of our sort of generation who was sessioning in the sort of early to late noughties of going to Weatherspoons, which is a massive chain of Brexit pubs in the UK, where a pint Don't of beer is music. like two pound. Um, and you could get two... You could get a Catla Jagsa, uh, shit cocktails, which is like an alcohol pop and some like taboo or something for ten pounds. Lemonade. Yeah, and you would uh, and you would just go into one of these places for pre-drinks before a night out in some heinous town, and just every every single table would be covered in these jokes. And I then worked at Weatherspoons. Do you know how many shots are in them? There's no, there's actually no alcohol pops in them. Do you know how many oh, shots are in them? Ten. No. Four. Four. <laughs> There's four shots in a huge, like, three. Yeah, they pipe. were like, I was going to say they were about a litre, weren't they? Yeah. They knew what they were doing because obviously people oh, were yeah. absolutely off their titty wobbles. But <laughs> four shots. I felt awful. I used to put extra in because I felt so bad for everyone. <laughs> oh, see, that's true hun behaviour. Mm-hmm. Um, smoking a pink vape as well. In Oh, my God. In honour of the huns. In honour. Tell me in three words or less, define hun. Uh, self-deprecating, shameless, brackets in a good way. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah. Exactly. But that's, a, that's, you know what, that's, that's really meta because that's what a hun would say because they're being About self-deprecating. Because self-deprecating, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Big mm. hair, loads of tan, loads of teeth, mortal, doing mistakes yeah. all the time, thick as fuck. That's yeah. a hun, and I fucking love them. They're the best. They're the creme de la creme of society. The hun de la hun. You know where we need a hun? 
the House of Commons. The, sh- the yeah, it's ridiculous that there isn't one in the House of Commons. Who's the closest to a hun in the House of Commons? Um, I think Angela Rayner could be a hun. I don't know who that is. <laughs> She's just a really northern MP. She said she just says like horrible things about Tories all the time and has to apologize, but she doesn't apologize. She says oh, that's what I fucking mean. <laughs> She's class, Angela Rayner. What about Diane Abbott when she was drinking a little tin canned cocktail on the overground? You've smashed it. Diane Abbott <laughs> is an absolute hun. I think we've talked about this on pod before, but yeah. it's worth another mention. Diane Abbott, first ever black MP. I think yeah. she, alongside two others that year, was the were the first ever black MPs. And obviously a woman, so incredible trailblazer, has been a huge part of Labour politics for a long time. Probably the thing that she's most famous for, which says a lot about our society, but also made me adore her so much, was she was caught on the overground in London on the way home from work, just having herself a cheeky mojito in a can, right? <laughs> a little M&S mojito. M&S mojito. She thought, I've had a hard day. I'm going to have myself a mojito. Some prick took a picture of poor fucking Diane Bott and <laughs> sent it into the press and she was ripped to shreds. She was crucified. She was crucified. And- crucified <laughs> and the poor woman had to make a public apology because she'd had a can of mojito on the bloody tube how we what kind of society do we live in where that's what we have to apologize for shame on everyone who who shamed diane i can't believe it she should have said yeah and um, what she should have we should have said stand up and take a fucking bow yeah 100 percent. give you 100 <laughs> Honestly, she, if, um, if it was a Tory MP doing a line of coke on the overground, they'd be like, oh, well, tell you how old, tough. Yeah. Uh, here, having a self in my heat, oh, bless her, man. Oh, honestly. Yeah, Diane Abbott, the ultimate hot MP. You were, you had the Frankie from the Saturdays haircut. No, I didn't. Yes, you this did. Is, I didn't. I had Kira Knightley circa 2008 at the prep. That's the, that's the inspo that I took to her dresser so whereas frankie had a long swooping side fringe and then a shave back and sides i had a number two all the way around and then a, just a full blunt fringe <laughs> i wanted to like kira knightley i looked like i was a neo-nazi you'll say no more <laughs> well, you should have gone for the frankie like a true hun no because i was but i was trying to be a trailblazing hun mm, that's where you went wrong you can't trailblaze and- also, I did it for... No, that's actually... No, that's not true. I was a couple of years after the whole Frankie saga. But it was Kieran Eilie, 2008, at the premiere of, I don't know, Pirates of the Caribbean or something. And I was like, holy shit. I must look like that right now. So I went to my hairdresser and I said, I want to like this. And she was like, all right. Shaved all my hair off. And I was like, I take it back. <laughs> if you could just put that back, please. <laughs> I was like, mm, change my mind. But then actually I had that hair for quite, a, quite, 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 quite a while. Um, maybe because it took so long to grow out. <laughs> Still no growing choice. out now. Like 15 years later. I'm almost there. <laughs> it was, uh, I was, I first opened this on the train. Oh, back from, oh God, I drank that day as well. No, that was the same day as um, when I got to the caravan, I had a conference. So I just had a conference with Charlotte and right. we're getting the train back and I opened this. She was like, I need to have a look at this book. And then on the way home, we accidentally bought like six of these little gins and stuff and just could oh, not the- have looked more hun. And <laughs> there's a page in here that's like the hun starter pack. And yes. it's got Blue WKD, which we've had in the pod, uh, mm-hmm. 20 pack of Lambert and Butler, which... Um, was too expensive for me some uggs which i always wanted to have but it was hard yeah. to be a male hun back in the day uh links africa had that dupe <laughs> had that sours yeah chesa lambas and then there's some hair mascara but i hadn't seen this picture so hair oh. mascara was where people used to like comb their hair with mascara oh yes to make it but charlotte was like oh i used to think hair mascara was rank or something i was like hair mascara and I just hadn't connected in my head and I thought she meant that people used to wear hair as mascara so I was picturing her with like big long scraggly hair hanging from her eyelashes like clipping it back yeah I was like that's revolting but no to be fair we're not too far off that from that now in our current home culture with the old extensions and I am here for it I love this was the story that I told when you told me that initially so when you get these eyelash extensions, I've never had them, but 
by my god do i want them um you get like a set of rules it's like having a perm you can't get them wet you have to clean them regularly you have to comb them all the time like it's like owning a pet it's like owning a pet that sits on your eyelid i've got a younger cousin she's about i think she's about 10 years younger than me um and one christmas eve my auntie called me and she's an ultimate hun like as honey as it bloody gets on her 18th birthday she went out for the day and everyone was like oh where's she gone and she came back with these huge lips and we we're like oh that's where she's been <laughs> so what can't stop me now and then um <laughs> one christmas eve my auntie called me and she's like what are you doing i was like i'm just out with some friends some drinks she said key come over please and i was like oh my god yeah why and she was like your cousin's just been dumped so it's like oh right the hun brigade is incoming um and just so you know these eyelashes cannot get wet so I like zoomed over in, I'm just going to say a Fiat 500 to add to the story. I zoomed over at 80 miles an hour in a Fiat 500 and got to her, like dashed up to her bedroom, walked in, there's this huge cloud of vape smoke that I could barely see her through. And I was like, is he, is he, where are you? And she's just sitting at a little vanity, like this, this, this mirror with like those naked bulbs around it. Like she's like a forties Hollywood film star. And I went over and I was like, are you all right? And she was sitting with this huge pout and this tiny, tiny little comb. And she was just combing her eyelashes, like <laughs> furiously. And I was like, baby, you're all right. Like your mom's just told me you've been dumped. She's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I was like, it is all right if you want to be a bit upset. She's like, well, I can't cry anyway because I've got these on. <laughs> She'd just been dumped, like had her first heartbreak. She just couldn't cry. <laughs> because it had ruined her eyelashes she just had to sit there furiously combing them all night <laughs> the idea of combing eyelashes sends me fucking yeah, sideways that it was hilarious unreal unreal Hun unreal oh yeah oh wow anyway should we talk about next week's book let's do it it's not going to be this one but alright <laughs> um next week paul you told me to think of a drink guess what i've not done you haven't thought of a drink have you i've not thought of a drink it's the tw- <laughs> slight gear change but not really we've gone from second down into first i'd say mm. um we're gonna be reading the winner of the 2022 Man Booker Prize, The Seven Moons of Marley Almeida. And we're going to be drinking <laughs> Seven Moons. Let me think. Moonshine. No? Yeah, but what do you want to be in the moonshine? Isn't moonshine just self-brewed alcohol? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not going to brew it ourselves because we've done that before. Well, you have. Mm. You had 30 bottles of warm piss sitting in your flat for like a long <laughs> Um, right let me just say that again we're going to be reading The Seven Moons of Marley Almeida and we're going to be drinking what's the first thing you think of when you think of Seven that horrible film where Gwyneth Paltrow's head is in a box at the end what's in the box oh my god spoiler <laughs> sorry if you haven't seen Seven what's in the box <laughs> oh my god I've got a really funny story about that when I was younger I was on holiday with my dad and my brother and there was this other family staying at the same like in the same place that we were staying in and there was this boy who was maybe in like his 20s so at the time I think I was eight or nine I was just obsessed with him and he'd been chatting to my brother once and then he'd done this this like what's in the box impression and I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard so I made him say it constantly and then like he and my dad figured out that I was obsessed with it because I just thought it was so funny. So like, they could get me to do stuff. Like they'd be like, right, brush your teeth and they'll say what's in the box kind of thing. Go to bed and he'll come in and be like, what's in the box? And then as we left, I remember my last memory of this holiday was him standing on the doorstep going, what's in the box to me as I drove away. And then mm, 10 years later, I watched Seven. <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> God, what a wonderful memory, tarnished. I thought it'd be like a magician trick or something. Wrong. No. Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a box. Um, Okay, so we're going to drink a... Should we just try and find a drink that somehow has the word seven incorporated into it? Let me have a look. Oh my God, seven and seven. That's what they drink in the OC. Ah! Full circle. Seven. It's what Ryan always tries to order and they're like, can I get some... 
ID. And he's like, fucker. Seven and seven. It's a highball cocktail, a mixed alcoholic drink containing Seagram's Seven Crown. Don't know what that is. And Seven Up. It's typically served with ice. Now I need to find out what Seven. Oh, it's whiskey. Whiskey and Seven Up. You'll love that. That's fine. You know what? We'll have, we've avoided whiskey the whole time because I don't like it. But who knows? Mm-hmm. I might like it. Right. Seven and seven to go with the seven moons of Marley Almeida, the winner of the 2022 Man Booker Prize. Have they got rid of the man from that? Because every time I see it now, it's just the booker. Uh, I, th- I don't know. What is man? Is that a... What is man? Oh, Ask don't... Raven Smith. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Do you like how we didn't put anything on our Instagram for that week? I know, because I felt too bad. <laughs> yeah, it's just formerly known as the Man Booker Prize. Formerly? Oh, my God. So it's now just the booker. Now it's the booker. But now I need to know why it's... Oh, because it used to be presented by the Man Group. Uh, the Man Ooh. Group is an active investment right. management business. And it's called Man. <laughs> Men know no bounds. Oh, they don't. Let's just call it Man. Also, what I want to say quickly... Oh, I feel bad. The founder is called James Mann. <laughs> no, no, I don't. He's a man. Um, what I will say quickly, because she started re-listening again, I know she'll be furious if I don't mention it, is that Holly Molly Michaela Smelt came to stay with me this weekend. Oh, yeah. Your Halloween part. Time. Yeah, for the Halloween part. So she'll have COVID now. So Molly, Molly. Uh, and I told everyone her name. And somebody said, you've been a bit of a bully now. And I was like, oh, if anyone can take it, it's Holly Molly Michaela Smell. And then she gave me a wedgie. <laughs> anyway. Oh, like fantastic. I'll give her a shout out because I don't want the abuse that's naturally going to come when she yeah. gets to this podcast. She'll be like, I told you I was listening to it. I'm going to stop yeah. now. <laughs> oh, well, that was an absolute catastrophic podcast. Did you enjoy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, Pony. It's going to be bad. Well, I'm going to finish my bottle of white Zinfandel and <laughs> what else could I do? What what hun thing can I commit to doing tonight? It needs to be spooky. I might get lip injections. I might do self-made, home, homemade lip injections. That'd be spooky. Oh, do the Kylie Jenner thing. Yeah, that's a good the idea. Is Kylie Jenner a hun? Mm, she, yeah, she is the, the hun of the Kardashians. She is. Can you be a billionaire hun? Oh, why not? Yeah. Oh, fab. Right. Well, happy Halloween. The spooky surprise <laughs> was that this has been our shittest podcast to date. Ooh, but we're mm-hmm. huns. Hun, hun, hun. Huns. Next week, we'll be back on. Form. Pretending that we know about Booker Prize. Precisely. Right. Love you, hun. Love you, hun. Bye, hun. See you next week. Bye. Bye, hun. <laughs>